Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Mem Rabbi Avram Goldar and today we're Zechus Tainus Daf Beis, the first parak Me'emesai. We now begin the tenth Masechta in this Daf Yomi Maksor. The Zichud Masechta's Tainus program has been generously sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Andy Sirota. Just a reminder that this upcoming Sunday is the Zichru Grand Chizuk event celebrating the Siam of Masechus Rosh Hashanah and also marking completing twenty five percent of Shas. Thanks to some generous sponsorship, there's no charge for the event. Looking forward to meeting you and celebrating together. Please make sure to register via the link in your emails or WhatsApp. If you're listening to the share via Aldaf, please email us at info at zikru.com. So the three jobs we're going to focus on. Number one, the opening mission of the Masechta states, When do we start mentioning the powers of rain, referring to Mashiach Geshem? Mugazah says, Miyon Tava Rishon Shokhag, on the first Yon of the Chag, meaning the first day of Sukkot, as from Yeshua says, Miyon Tava Achron Shokhag, on the last day of the Chag, referring to Shemini Atzeres. The Gemara questions the language of the Mishnah. The Mishnah should say, Me'emasai Maskirin Al HaGashamim. When do we start to mention rain? What is meant by Gevuras HaGashamim? The powers of rain? Rabbi Yochanan answered, Mifneshi Yordim Gevur, because rain comes down with Hashem's power. The Gemara brings a comparison of two psukim that use the word Heker comprehension to connect rain to the creation of the world. As it's written, that Hashem displayed His power at the creation. The Pasuk states, Mechin Harim Bekocho Nezar Begvura who sets mountains with his power, who is girded with might. So we see that power is also associated with rain, which is the reason for the term Gvoros HaGashamim, the powers of rain. Pointing to the Gemara, as Umanalan de Betfila, where do we know that rain must be mentioned in the Shemun Esrei? It was taught in embrace the Pasuk states, Ulav as Hashem El-Kechem, Ulav do Bechol to love Hashem your God and to serve Him with all your heart. Ezo hi avodish which is service done in the heart. Hevi Omer zo tefila. This says that this is tefila. And immediately after that pasuk, it's written, And I will provide rain for your land in its proper time, the early and late rains. So we see from the juxtaposition that rain is associated with tefila. Relate to this, Rabbi Yochanan said, There are three keys in the hand of a Kosh that are not given over to a Shulich. They are that the key of rain, the key of childbirth, and the key of Tchiyas Amesim. In the West, referring to Eretz Yisrael, they say, Af Mavteach Shel Parnasa. Also, the key of Parnasa is not given over to Shulich, as it's written, Poseach Es Yodecha, You Hashem, open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living being. Rav Yochan did not list Parnasa because Geshamim Hainu Parnasa. The key of rain is the same as the key of Parnasa, since sustenance comes through rain. And pointing with you, the Talmud asks, where did Rebelezer derive that we start to mention Gavurus Geshamim on the first day of Sukkot, did he derive it from the mitzvah of Lulav or from the mitzvah of Nisuch Hamayim? If he learned it from the mitzvah of Lulav, Malulav b'yom af haskar b'yom, then just as the mitzvah of Lulav begins in the daytime, so too the mention of rain begins in the daytime. Or perhaps he learned it from Nisuch Hamayim, ma Nisuch Hamayim urta af haskar urta. Then just as the libations may be brought even at night, so to the mention of rain starts at night. The Gemara brought the following proof from Rabbi Yavo, who said, Rabbi learned his ruling only from the mitzvah of Luav. Therefore, the mention of rain starts in the daytime of the first day of Sukkot. Some say Rabbi Yavo knew this from a tradition. Some say Rabbi Yavo knew this from tradition. Others say that he heard it taught in a brisa. So once again, the three points are number one. The opening mission of the Masechta states, When do we start mentioning the powers of rain? Referring to Rabbi Yezah says, On the first Yantav of the Chag, meaning the first day of Sukkot, and Rabbi Yeshua says, On the last day of the Chag, referring to Shemini Yetzirah. The more questions the language of the mission, the mission should say, When do we start to mention rain? What is meant by the powers of rain? 
Because rain comes down with Hashem's power. The Gemara brings a comparison of two psukim that use the word heker, comprehension, to connect rain to the creation of the world, and it's written that Hashem displayed His power at the creation. The Pasuk states, who sets mountains with his power, who is girded with might. We see the power is also associated with rain, which is the reason for the term the powers of rain. Pointing to the Gemara as Umnalan Debetfila. Where do we know that rain must be mentioned in the Shemana Esrei? It was taught in a brace of the Pasuk states, To love Hashem your God and to serve Him with all your heart. Which is service done in the heart? This refers to Tefillah. And immediately after the Pasuk, it's written, And I will provide rain for your land in its proper time, the early and late rains. So we see from the juxtaposition that rain is associated with Tefillah. Related to this, Rabbi Yochanan said, There are three keys in the hand of a Kosh Baruch that are not given over to a Shaliach. They are, the key of rain, the key of childbirth, and the key of In the West, referring to Eretz they say, also the key of sustenance, as it's written, open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living being. Riochan didn't list Parnassa because Gashamim Hainu Parnassa. The key of rain is the same as the key of Parnassa since sustenance comes through rain. And point number three, the Talmudim asks, where did Rebelezer derive that we start to mention Gaburus HaGashamim on the first day of Sukkot? Did he learn it from the mitzvah of Lulav or from the mitzvah of Tchias Amesim? If he learned it from the mitzvah of Lulav, Malu B'yom Af Haskar B'yom, then just as the mitzvah of Lulav begins in the daytime, so to the mention that rain begins in the daytime, or perhaps he learned it from the Sukhamayim. Then just as the libations may be brought even at night, so to the mention of rain starts at night. The Gemara brought the following proof. Rabbi Yavu said, Rabbi Yezer learned his ruling only from the mitzvah of Lulav. Therefore, the mention of rain starts in the daytime of the first day of Sukkot. Some say that Rabbi Yavu knew this from tradition. Others say that he heard it taught in a brisa. All right, so now we got our simmer dot base, and our standard simmer is a bias, is a house. So here goes. The powerful rainstorm beat down on the house, where a person dubbing with all of his heart having kavana of keys and shemaim, while standing during the day next to his lulav. Once again, it's slow motion. The powerful rainstorm beat down on the house. House, that must be more on duff. Base, bias. The powerful rainstorm beat down on the house, which reminds me more as why the Mishnah says, When do we start mentioning the powers of rain, referring to Mashim and Geshem, instead of simply saying, and answers, based on two psukim with Chaker in it, connecting rain to creation, that just as creation was done with Hashem's power, so too rain is associated with power. So the powerful rainstorm beat down on the house where a person dubbing with all of his heart having kavana of keys and shemaim, which reminds us that we learned that rain must be mentioned in the Shemona Esri with the Pasuk, to love Hashem your God and to serve Him with all your heart. Which service is done in the heart? This refers to tefillah. And immediately after that Pasuk, it's written, And I'll provide rain for your land in its proper time, the early and late rains. So we see from the juxtaposition that rain is associated with tefillah. And related to this, Rabbi Yochanan said, There are three keys in the hands of Kodesh Baruch Hu. They were not given over to the Shalif. They are. The key of rain, the key of childbirth, and the key of Tchias Amesim. And in the West, they also say, Also the key of Parnasa. So the powerful rainstorm beat down on the house 
where a person dubbed with all of his heart having kavana of keys and shemaim while standing during the day next to his lulav. Which reminds me, because of base, his ruling that we start to mention Gavurus Kashami on the first day of Sukkot from the mitzvah of Lu, which is done during the day, and not from Nisach Hamayim, which may be brought also at night. So once again, the powerful rainstorm beat down on the house, where a person dubbed with all of his heart having Kavana of Kiz and Shemaim, while standing during the day next to his Lulav. Alright, so now it's time for a four block back Chazara. Rosh Hashanah Daf So the Simran Daf base is a mad scientist in the lab. So here goes. The mad scientist in the lab, mad scientist in the lab, that must be on Daf Lamebeis. The mad scientist in the lab tried to program a Rosh Hashanah congruence brain so that every memory would be accompanied with the thought of a king, which reminds us the more brings a source for the brachas of Malkis, Zikrons, and Shofros. Regarding Malkis, Rabbi Yossi Bar-Yudah said, the Pasuk states, and they shall be a remembrance for you before your God. It is seemingly unnecessary to state afterwards, I am Hashem, your God, why is the Torah stated, Zebana? This creates the source for the following principle. For every place that the psukim of remembrance are stated, psukim of Malchias should accompany them. So the mad scientist in the lab trying to program a Rosh Hashanah congruence brain so that every memory should be accompanied with the thought of a king recite Tem Sukim into his ears, which reminds us we have a number of Pshatim regarding what do the Tem Sukim of Malchus correspond to. Either the Ten Hilulim in Psalm 150 or the Assessi Debros or the Sar Mamaros that the world was created with. So the mad scientist in the lab trying to program a Rosh Hashanah brain so that every memory would be accompanied with the thought of a king recite Tem Sukim into his ears but refrain from singing Hallel given the seriousness of the day, which reminds us, Hal is not recited in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, because the Kodesh Baruch who said to the Malchai Asharis, is it possible that the Malchai is sitting on the Kisei Din, and the Sifir Chaim and Sifir Mason were open before him, that the Jews should recite song? Da'afilamad Gimel, the Simmer Da'afilamad Gimel, is a pegleg pirate. So here goes. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must be more in Da'afilamad Gimel. The pegleg pirate who grabbed the shofar away from his wife, which reminds us there's a malchokas whether a woman should be restrained from blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. This hinges on the broader malchokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon whether women have an option of performing a mitzvah in which they're not chayv, which is brought down with regard to doing smicha on a carbon. So the pegleg pirate who grabbed the shofar away from his wife heard what sounded like a moaning or whimpering sound coming from his mother-in-law's window, which reminds us the Mishnah states the shear of a trua is kashalo shivavos, and there's a malchokas based on the weeping of sister's mother whether a Yavava is like a moaning sound, which would be three Shavarim, or more like a series of short whimpers. So the peg-like pirate who grabbed the shofar away from his wife heard what sounded like a moaning or whimpering sound coming from his mother-in-law's window, who sent back a note that he better get ready to hear similar tour blasts from a shofar the entire seventh month. Which reminds us that the source that a shofar is used to sound the truth on Rosh Hashanah is one from the Pasu regarding blowing a shofar on the Yom Kippur of Yovel. The unnecessary words Bechodesh Shashvi come to teach that all the true blasts of the seventh month should be alike. On Rosh Hashanah, as on Yom Kippur and Yovel, the truth should be sounded with a shofar. Da'af so the simmer Da'af is a ladder. So here goes. The Ba'atokeh on the top of the ladder. Ladder? That must be more in Da'af the Baltokeh on the top of the ladder, blowing Tekiah, Trua, Tekiah, three times, which reminds us that we learned that we must blow the combination of Tekiah, Trua, Tekiah, three times, once for the Brachas of Malchus, once for Zichronos, and once for Shofros. We learned it from the three references to Trua's in the Psukim, once by Yom Kippur of Yovel, and twice by Rosh Hashanah, and then we apply Gezer Shava of Shvi Shvi, to learn that we blow three sets, which consist of nine blasts in all, Tekiah, Trua, Tekiah, three times. So the Baltokeh on the top of the ladder, blowing Tekiah, Trua, Tekiah, Three times, and the Baal Tokeh is standing below him, blowing three shvarims and a trua, 
between the tekiyos, which reminds us where Yabo instituted that we blow tekiyah shkosha shvarim trua tekiyah because he had a suffix that perhaps the trua is made up of both a moaning and a sobbing sound. He therefore instituted doing a combination of both. And the Gemara suggests that one should also do the opposite and blow a tekiyah trua shkosha shvarim tekiyah since the trua might be made up of sobbing and then a moaning sound. The Gemara answers that normally when trouble happens to someone, he first moans and then he sobs. So the ball took out on the top of the ladder blowing tekiyah trua tekiyah three times and the ball took out standing below him blowing three shvarims and a trua between the tekiyos saw a man running in the distance who was thrilled he made it just in time to hear them. Which reminds us that it was taught in a bright so mitzvah betoken yosemin mavarchin. It's a greater mitzvah to be with those of Boshover than with those who daven on Rosh Hashanah, which means that if a person lives near two cities, even if davening is a vada, being that he'll be able to find ten people to daven with, and the shofar blowing is a suffix, being that they might have already blown the shofar and have gone home, one should go to the city where he has a possibility of hearing the shofar rather than to the one where he will certainly hear the davening. Daf Lamed Hay, so the Simmer Daf Lamed Hay is a children's choir singing La La La. So here goes. The Rosh Hashanah Children's Choir, Children's Choir, that must mean we're on Daf Lamed Hay. La La La. The Rosh Hashanah Children's Choir, who are going to accompany the Shulit Sibon Rosh Hashanah, when he exempted others from the complicated brachos, which reminds us that according to Yochanan, the Tana, meaning the Chachamim, that conceded from a Gamliel's opinion concerning Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur and Yobah, that the Shulit Sibor can be mostly everyone, is Rabbi Meir. And the Gemara clarifies that the difference between the Musaf Tfilos on these days and all the other Tfilos of the year are Mishim the Avshi Brachas because the Brachas are challenging to most people because they're long and unfamiliar. So the children's choir who are going to accompany the Shulit Sibon Rosh Hashanah when he exempted others from the complicated Brachos practice being Masada of the Tfilos before davening, which reminds us, the Belazar said, Om Yastir Adam Tfilaso, a person should always organize his Tfilos in his mind and then only daven. This is in regard to Tfilos Rosh Hashanah of Yom Kippur and Yovah and the other Yom Tovim, but regarding the weekday and Shabbos feels the entire year, it's not necessary since people are familiar with them. The more explains the reason that Rabbi Yehuda would always organize his feels in his mind before davening, even on a weekday, is that he would only daven once every 30 days when he completed his monthly review of learning. So the Rosh Hashanah Children's Choir are going to accompany the Shulik Tzibon Rosh Hashanah when he exempted others from the complicated brachos, practice being the side of the tefillahs before davening, and had in mind the workers in the fields whose work forced them to miss the davening, which reminds us from Gamil would only exempt the people in the fields from davening, for he held that the Shulik Sibar is motzi them even if they're not in shul, because they're forced to miss the tefillahs due to work. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.